Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Liz Wheeler Show, episode 438, take one. One of the reasons that I don't have a horse in the race in the Republican primary is not because I don't care about the Republican primary. I want to make this very clear. After the debate last week, some of you wrote into me and asked why I wasn't on somebody's team or another person's team and why I was kind of dismissive of the debate. I actually like debates. I Not only am I a political junkie, I think that they are generally worthwhile even when the moderators are terrible like they were last week. But one of the reasons that I don't have a horse in this race, meaning I'm not team Trump or team DeSantis, is A, I don't really have a fangirl bone in my body. I don't want to... I'm, I'm never going to be loyal to any particular politician or any single politician. I don't work for their campaign. I'm here to be a critic. I'm here to help them, like to sharpen them, to help them be better. So that's one of the reasons. But the other reason, and this is probably a bigger reason even, is because I don't think that it's going to matter, and I know that this is going to sound cynical, but hear me out. I don't think it's going to matter which candidate the or the Republicans nominate for our candidate for president if we don't focus on the reasons why the Democrats won in 2020 and 2022. And what I mean by that is if we don't compete with the Democrats when it comes to the electioneering, I'm not talking about cheating. I'm not talking about the things that they did that violated the law, which I'm sure there was. But the things that they did that, like universal mail-in ballots, for example, or round-the-clock drop boxes that are unattended, or using early voting and going to recruit voters, using ballot harvesting, if we don't compete with the Democrats by either illegalizing those practices, again, like they were illegal before 2020, or by utilizing them to our advantage, then it doesn't matter what Republican is the nominee. It doesn't matter if public opinion is against Biden and for Republican ideas. It doesn't matter if parents across the aisle don't want their children indoctrinated with critical race theory and transgender ideology. If we don't have an election apparatus that is built to be effective, then it literally doesn't matter if we're running against, if we're running the best Republican candidate against a basically dead vegetable like Joe Biden. And what I mean by that is if you guys are not already following Scott Pressler on X, I highly, highly recommend that you go follow him. His Twitter or his X account is x.com slash Scott, S-C-O-T-T, Pressler, P-R-E-S-L-E-R, And this is the guy that Republicans should be listening to. The RNC is completely ignoring him, but he's the one that's actually doing the work on the ground to compete with the Democrats when it comes to our elections. For example, let me read you this post that he posted. He said, if I were in charge, I would be blanketing every Pennsylvania Amish county with signs begging them to register and vote and save Western civilization. There are an estimated 80,000 Amish in Pennsylvania. They care about family values, parents' rights, autonomy, and religious freedom. And then he says, we should put a drop box in every Amish community in America. They will be monitored monitored 24-7 and provide voters easy access to some of these especially rural areas. Think about how close the last elections in Pennsylvania were. Why aren't Republicans doing this? Why is this taking some individual guy who doesn't work for anyone on Twitter to make this point? Where are Republicans? 
we're never, this is, this is what Democrats do. They identify little segments of the population, different communities, where they, where just through the effort of registering people to vote and getting them to vote, they can change the outcome of an election. This is, he, he also posted this. This is about Pennsylvania. I want to read you the second post. He said, our Facebook, this is from Scott Pressler, our Facebook group, Pennsylvania Republicans, has grown to nearly 9,000 members. Imagine if each person registered 10 voters over the next year. That's 90,000 votes. 90,000 votes, he said, swings the state. If each one of these members registered just 10 other people. If we had an apparatus that was larger than an individual, and by the way, Scott Pressler travels all around the country. He does this individually. He does this on his own. He doesn't work for the RNC. He's not getting big money from these big super PACs. If we had an apparatus that was actually doing this on a large scale basis, then we'd actually be able to compete. Maybe something that the RNC should think about, maybe something that we should be telling our local Republican parties to pay attention to what Scott Pressler is saying if we want to win in 2024. Otherwise, it doesn't matter who the candidate is, we're not gonna win. Also, I'm in the state of Florida, the great free state of Florida today, doing the Patrick Bet David podcast. You know it as the PBD podcast. Really fun podcast. Make sure you tune in at 9 a.m. Eastern for the live show. It's gonna be a good one. That's the PBD podcast. Live this morning at 9 a.m. for a show, not pre-recorded, a live show. Super fun. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'll be holding this the whole time. We're going to be talking about Hillary Clinton today. And she appeared on Jen Psaki's show over the weekend on MSNBC. And it's just exactly what you think it would be. It's the most horrendous. Now it's going to come over to this shoulder in case you guys want to see it from a different perspective. Um, it's exactly what you think it would be. It's Hillary Clinton lying and Jen Psaki helping her lie. And I thought it would be fun to watch it together. So without further ado, Rebecca, may we see the video? It's like the funny kind of cringy, which is why we're gonna watch it. It's just like, how can this woman be real? Okay, let's Before take a Before we let you go, Here there's go. now been a date set for the impeachment hearing, so-called. I'm gonna put them in quotes for mm -hmm. President Biden. Mm -hmm. There are There's a disagreement in the Democratic Party on how to deal with this, because yeah. there's no proof. They're in pursuit of a reason. What do you think they should be doing? <laughs> no proof. Well, first of all, I don't, I don't know how they can proceed with an impeachment if they haven't had a vote. And uh, maybe I missed it because I've been so busy here at CGI they trying to had a vote, trying to <laughs> well, be you've been inspired. positive and come up with solutions to our problems, which is what I like to think about. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know how they're just basically uh, blowing off the process. Um, there's no there there. And in fact, it seems they know there's no there there. And sadly, the. Okay, Speaker let's hold it right there for a second. I know that this is a. I know that this is a. 
not necessarily a petty comment, but kind of a petty comment. You know how Gavin Newsom wakes up every morning and decides, he makes the deliberate decision to comb his hair like a movie villain? Like of all the hairstyles to choose, that's the one Gavin Newsom thinks is gonna make him look like an honest politician. Hillary Clinton's is the female version of that. It's this like unit that doesn't move no matter what her, the rest of her head does. It freaks me out to watch it. There is no there there, right? There's no admission by Hunter Biden's business partner that Hunter Biden put Joe Biden on the telephone 20 times when he was having business with foreign business partners, these um, foreign nationals, maybe from countries that are actually adversaries of the United States. There's no evidence in the form of bank accounts that shows first a text message being sent by Hunter Biden saying, if you don't do this, my dad's gonna cause you trouble. And then the next day, 5 million, $10 million being deposited in the Biden's bank accounts. No evidence whatsoever on the Hunter Biden laptop story. Hillary Clinton and Jen Psaki think we are stupid. They think we are they think they can lie to us that, I don't, I don't know what the right word for this, that we are liable to, meaning that we can be lied to and that we'll just swallow it hook, line, and sinker. These are very bad people, very bad people. Now, you can like Joe Biden ideologically. I think you're wrong and dumb if you do, but you can like him ideologically, but to ignore this corruption means that you yourself are perhaps even more corrupt, which maybe the only person more corrupt than Hunter Biden and Joe Biden is literally Hillary Clinton. So let's take a listen. This is actually my favorite part of the episode or of the interview coming up when they talk about elections being stolen. Because remember, right now, Donald Trump has been indicted on a felony charge um, for the crime of what? Questioning the outcome of the 2020 election. He, I mean, more than one felony charge. Then you have to like 90 felony charges just for questioning the outcome of the 2020 election because fishy things happen. And yet, listen to Hillary Clinton doing the exact same thing. And Jen Psaki, who cheers the indictment of Trump, how do you think she reacts? Let's take a look. Too weak to stand up against the uh, most rabid, uh, you know, block of uh, his uh, members who don't care what the truth or the facts are. They just want to, you know, be able to grandstand and try to cause President Biden problems. I mean, it's not a real threat. It's a terrible bother. But more than that, it is a real confession by the Republican Party. They have no agenda. They have no interest in trying to bring people together to solve problems. I have said for years, because I was in the Senate when I voted for immigration mm -hmm. reform, as a majority of the Senate did, and George W. Bush said he would sign it and the House wouldn't take it up, because they don't want a solution mm -hmm. to what's happening on the border. They want a political problem uh, that they can try to use for their own benefit. That's what this is to keep, you know, the base, whoever that is, in some parts of our country all riled okay, up. Okay, hold on a sec. Let's pause this. This is not the clip that I was talking about, but this clip is actually worth commenting on because Hillary Clinton is actually right about something accidentally when she says that the Republican Party has no agenda. They have no, she's basically saying that they have no um, underlying foundational philosophical belief that, that informs their policies. She's actually right. She's not right in the way she thinks she's right, but she's right in the way that I describe in, oh, look at this, this book. The Republican Party is not as cohesive as the Democratic Party because we actually are missing something that the Democrats have. The Democrats have a shared belief in an ideology and an absolute commitment to making that happen. Republicans have lost our way. Republicans don't know exactly what our agenda is. Like we're accused of being the party of no all the time because that's what we, we are. We're very good at identifying what's wrong about what the Democrats are offering. And we have neglected to define what is right. We've neglected to say, well, what does human flourishing and a society that begets human flourishing, what does that look like? And how do we use government to order our society to that end? The Republican party 
has forgotten this. So Hillary Clinton accidentally, I know she's trying to be insulting, saying that Republicans are standing for nothing or opportunists. They're not necessarily that, but they have lost the cohesiveness that Democrats have because we are not unified around one particular goal and that definition of what human flourishing is. So um, all that being said, that's not the clip I was talking about, but still worth one, uh, one worth noting. The clip I was talking about, Rebecca, is the one where she's talking about uh, 2016, where she claims that the 2016 election was stolen. She blames the Russians. And then she uh, insinuates that this is probably going to happen again, which you guys can tell me if I'm misinterpreting Hillary Clinton here. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to listen to this woman, but it sounds to me like she is outright rejecting the results of the 2016 election, claiming that there was massive fraud, claiming it was stolen, which is the same thing, except the, sort of the same thing as what Donald Trump was indicted for, except there actually was stuff fishy that happened in the 2020 election and there wasn't in 2016. So I'd like to see this clip, if we have this clip, um, if we could play this, just to point out the hypocrisy. Despite all of the- It's always worth uh, noting. You know, deniers, uh, there's any doubt that he interfered in our election or that he has interfered in many ways in uh, the, uh, internal affairs of other countries, Talking funding political parties, funding, you know, political candidates, uh, buying off, uh, you know, government officials in different places. So that is his opus, uh, uh, you know, his, his opus operandi in the sense that he hates democracy. He particularly hates the West and he especially hates us. And he has determined that he can do two things simultaneously. He can try to continue to damage and divide us internally, and he's quite good at it. Mm. And sadly, he has a lot of apologists and enablers uh, in our own country, people who either don't see the danger or dismiss it out of hand or maybe agree with some of the uh, you know, positions he's taken uh, on certain things, including uh, his barbaric invasion of Ukraine. And so dividing us and then trying to seize territory uh, in such a uh, brutal way to try to expand his reach, to try to restore the Russian empire, if not the former Soviet Union, that is who he is. Mm. I said that for years. Part of the reason he worked so hard against me is because he didn't think that uh, he wanted me uh, in the White House. So we are where we are, and part of the challenge is to continue to um, explain to the American public that you know the kind of leader Putin is, this authoritarian dictator who literally kills his uh, opposition, kills journalists, poisons people uh, who disagree with him, invades other country, interferes with our election. Um, that is part of the alternative we have to reject in this election. We have to reject authoritarianism. We have to reject a kind of creeping fascism, almost, mm -hmm. of people who uh, are really ready to turn over their thinking, their votes, uh, to want to be dictators. And we can't allow that to proceed. So I think it's I think it's fair to say that uh, you know you have a tough job because you have to talk about what's happening in the news, but you also have to keep people's eyes on what's right behind the horizon. And I fear that, um, you know, the Russians have proved themselves to be quite adept at interfering, and uh, if he has a chance, he'll do it again. Another person whose skin you've okay, got? Okay, there you have it.
If Donald Trump had said the same thing, even close to the same thing, what would have be happening to him right now? I can't even imagine because for much, much less and for a credible reason, Donald Trump is facing felony charges from multiple, multiple dozens of felony charges. But this, of course, is the double standard that we're living in right now, where there's one standard of justice for the right and another one for the left. Awful, awful, terrible. Hillary Clinton, I mean, you'd think that I'd be a little desensitized to watching this woman because of covering the 2016 election and daily having to hear what she's saying, but gives me the creeps, absolutely gives me the creeps. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's a new rule in the United States Senate. And the reason for this new rule, maybe this will surprise you, maybe it won't. Senate Majority Leader, that would be Chuck Schumer, of course. The Democrats have control of the Senate. He, let me read you this from Axios. This is a report from Axios. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer quietly has directed the Senate's sergeant at arms to no longer enforce the chamber's informal dress code for its members. The new directive, and here's the kicker, will allow Senator John Fetterman, who tends to favor gym shorts and hoodies, over the business attire traditionally required in the chamber to linger on the Senate floor before and after votes. So the background to this is that we've all seen the hideous, disgusting garage sale outfits that John Fetterman wears. He's obviously mentally unwell. You don't dress like that at your place of work, especially if it's the United States Senate, if you are balanced in the mind. But John Fetterman would never spend any time on the floor of the United States Senate because he didn't, he doesn't like to wear a suit. He just wants to wear his disgusting white trash gym shorts and his big dirty hoodies. He would lurk at the door, the doorway between the cloakroom off of the Senate, which is exactly what it sounds like. I mean, it's called a cloakroom because historically it would be where United States senators hung their cloaks before entering the Senate. Now it's kind of this informal back room where there's snacks, senators gather there. Sometimes if you're going to negotiate with another senator, you go into the cloakroom together. He would lurk. Fetterman lurks at the doorway of the cloakroom at the edge of the United States Senate to cast his vote because he didn't want to be on the floor of the United States Senate if it meant that he had to wear a suit. So he would stand in that doorway with his hoodie and with his gym shorts rather than take part, uh, uh, take part in the business of the Senate if that meant that he had to wear grown-up clothes. And so Chuck Schumer, what does Chuck Schumer do? He changes the rules of the Senate. I mean, these call me old-fashioned here, call me a prude, I don't care what you call me. There is something good, even beautiful, about a tradition that has lasted that long in a place as prestigious as the United States Senate. We spend a lot of time on this show criticizing Congress because 
they deserve it. Oftentimes the senators and congressmen and women suck. But this is a place to be respected. It's a place to revere in a sense because it is the heart of the American experiment. It's where the people's representatives go to deliberate about issues that impact our families and our livelihood and our well-being and our freedom. And to have it degraded by a mentally deranged weirdo who refuses to put on grown-up clothes and comes instead in stanky gym outfits, this is disappointing to me. Even from Chuck Schumer, I would have thought, I mean, Chuck Schumer always dresses in a very snappy suit. I mean, terrible person, terrible politics, but there's something about wearing a suit. This is what Schumer said. He gave a statement to Axios. He said, senators are able to choose what they wear on the Senate floor. I will continue to wear a suit. Hello, my friends. This video has gone viral on social media. You probably have seen it if you spend any time on Instagram Reels, specifically, also on TikTok. It's kind of a disturbing video because of the age of the political activists pushing the political agenda of their choice. And what I mean by that is this is like 13 or 14 year old girls who are, they just want a grant for their idea of creating a sort of Airbnb for women who are traveling out of states to get abortion. So I want to break this down by watching it together and talk about why exactly 14 year old girls are even involved in something like this. So let's take a look at it. Zhu and Hazini Jewelry are just 14 years old. While they're not old enough to drive, they created a fully functional mobile app, tackling a very mature subject. My Choice Housing provides housing for people trying to find abortions out of state while they uh, and re resources to support them while they undergo the abortion process. They say the mobile app operates similarly to Airbnb. When you first go on the app, you can see you have the clinics page where we give you information on all the clinics in the area. Among steep competition, the STEM girls entered a competition within the program with their idea for My Choice Housing. They are now one of seven regional winners representing the U.S. The STEM girls encourage any other young people interested in the field to try it because they too could make a difference. It's sad, isn't it, that these two lovely young teenagers, I mean, they barely look older than children, are representing the United States in this national or in this international competition, and their product is helping women obtain abortions, which means helping women end the lives of their unborn children. So I think this was more striking to me when I saw this because these girls are so young. They're not like hardened, seasoned, middle-aged feminists that are just so ingrained with man-hating and they're like the lifestyle that we've we've been showing a lot of the videos on the show recently of these women that are bragging about being childless and degrading family life and having children and saying that it holds you back and they're so free, free as a bird because they don't have children. It's different when you see that coming from a 35-year-old woman than a 14-year-old. But this also is a reminder to parents, I think, of how deeply embedded the narrative is in our institutions mostly in schools and on social media, because that's the primary places where 14-year-olds are getting their information. They're either getting it from school or they're, they're finding it on the web if their parents aren't teaching it, it to them. I suppose it's possible that these two children or these two young girls have parents who are radical abortion activists. But the narrative is taught to young girls that they should be involved in STEM. It's not just an opportunity that they can take advantage of if they are so interested, that there's something... Um, more valuable about women being involved in STEM than women being involved in any sort of nurturing type of role like a teacher or 
uh, a nurse kind of, and I, when I say traditionally female professions, it's because yeah, women are, are more prone to be nurturing the way that a nurse is, just like men are more prone to be analytical the way that an engineer is. This is why there's, there's a disparity, if you will, in how many women are in, well, nursing and how many men are in engineering. But there's been this effort over the last 10 or 15 years to tell young women that it's better for them to be in STEM fields, which is like science and technology and engineering and mathematics than it is for them to be in in nursing or in teaching. And it's not because these women didn't have the opportunity to pursue these these, um, career paths if they wanted to, that they were being forced to be teachers or nurses. It's because the left doesn't want women to embrace their femininity, doesn't want women to embrace their, their nurturing side, which is part of their femininity. And so they're telling women that their choices and their preferences are wrong. They're telling women that the choice to be in the STEM field is something better. So you see young girls like this um, in the STEM field, and you have to wonder, are they there because this is what they wanted to do? Or are they there because there was some narrative embedded in our school in our schools and in our institutions that told them that this is what they should do, that this was the superior choice. And then you couple that with the feminist narrative that tells young women that you shouldn't be thinking about being wives, you shouldn't be thinking about being mothers, you shouldn't be preparing and anticipating and excited for family life, that that's something you shouldn't think about until you're 35, your 20 should be spent just focusing on your career because that's fulfilling. Your worth is reflected in the amount your paycheck says at the end of every pay period And you have to wonder, abortion, of course, plays into that narrative that, God forbid, you become pregnant. At least you can take care of that problem to continue pursuing your career and embracing your independence because that's the empowering thing to do. You have to wonder if these young girls are just purely brainwashed. And if so, at what point we're going to identify the sources of this indoctrination, again, in our institutions and on social media, and not only work to stop that indoctrination, but add some counter-programming for these young girls so that we don't see two beautiful 14-year-old girls who are trying to make it easier for women to kill their unborn children. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on The First TV. Watch The First on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. This is a story that dropped at on the evening of 9-11 which is the the timing of this announcement from the Biden administration is pertinent. And I want to first bring up a tweet from White House correspondent Simon Ataba. This is what he tweeted or posted on X, I suppose I should say. He said the Biden administration has just struck a deal with Iran involving a prisoner exchange and the release of $6 billion in frozen Iranian funds. The agreement includes the release of five American citizens held in Iran and five Iranians held in the U.S. 
as well as a waiver to transfer the frozen funds from South Korea to Qatar, bypassing U.S. sanctions, despite Iran's classification as a state sponsor of terrorism. So there's a lot to unpack in this. I, when I saw this, this post on X, I did a little more research, and this is what the Associated Press is reporting. The Biden administration has cleared the way for the release of five American citizens detained by Iran or detained in Iran by issuing a blanket waiver for international banks to transfer $6 billion in frozen Iranian money from South Korea to Qatar without fear of U.S. sanctions. In addition, as part of the deal, the administration has agreed to release five Iranian citizens held in the United States. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken signed off on the sanctions waivers late last week, a month after U.S. and Iranian officials said an agreement in principle was in place. Congress was not informed of the decision of the waiver decision until Monday, according to the notification, which was obtained by the Associated Press. The outlines of the deal had been previously announced and the waiver was expected, but the notification marked the first time the administration said it was releasing five Iranian prisoners as part of the deal. The prisoners have not been named. And that, my friends, is the sentence that I find most pertinent to this story. The prisoners have not been named. So if we have five Iranian foreign nationals detained in the United States, it's not particularly likely that these are people who committed petty thievery. It's not particularly likely that these people were serving short prison sentences for maybe in partaking in Black Lives Matter rioting and arson. What's more likely is that these are people who either committed war crimes in the Middle East against U.S. citizens, maybe U.S. military members, or these were people on the terror watch list who were caught in the United States. It's not likely that these individuals are white-collar criminals. And I know the left is going to hear me say this and they're going to be like, well, aren't you being racially stereotypical? Aren't you assuming that because they're Iranian, they're terrorists? And the answer to that is, no, I'm not. The answer to that is I'm playing the odds. Anybody with the slightest shred of understanding of Iran's relationship with terrorism, Iran's animosity towards Israel, Iran's death wish towards the United States understands that if we, the United States, are holding Iranian prisoners here in the U.S., it's not likely that these were people legally in our country who broke some sort of civil law or doing their time and then they're going to get out and assimilate back into life. That is very unlikely. And given the history of the Biden administration, a history of giving back to countries dangerous terrorists, um, I'd say the odds are in favor of these five Iranians being extremely dangerous individuals. Think about, for example, I think this was late last year, the Biden administration gave Russia, or maybe this was early this year, I forget the date of this, when, they, when the Biden administration initiated that, that prisoner exchange with Russia for Brittany Griner, the WNBA star, you remember this? She was arrested in Russia because she brought marijuana into the country, and Russia, it's a real, drugs are a real no-go in Russia. She knowingly violated the law. Now, she got a sentence that I think we can all agree was unjust, and I'm sure Russia was doing it to be um, deliberately provocative towards the United States. All of that can be true. At the same time, this idiot woman did break a law in a foreign country and expected to get away with it because she thinks she's famous in the United States, which she wasn't until she broke the law in Russia. And in exchange for Brittany Griner, the Biden administration gave Russia um, one of the most deadly or one of the deadliest and most famous infamous arms dealers in the world, a Russian arms dealer was released to Russia in exchange for this WNBA player while a U.S. military service member was left in prison in Russia. 
The Biden administration couldn't even negotiate for two U.S. prisoners in exchange for the deadliest and most infamous uh, weapons dealer, arms dealer, to be given back to Russia. So forgive me if I'm a little skeptical that the Biden administration figured out any kind of fair deal. Why, why would it be that five U.S. citizens were exchanged for five Iranian prisoners in the United States, and we ended up allowing the Iranians to get $6 billion? That doesn't seem fair to me. What do you think Iran's gonna do with this money? Iran wants to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. They chant death to America. They are a state sponsor of terrorism, which means money that goes to their government is spent on terror activities. It doesn't seem to me to be a coincidence that the Biden administration would notify Congress about this on the anniversary of the September 11th, 2001 terror attacks. This seems to be in extremely bad taste. I mean, and that seems like a vanilla term to describe what this is, but I don't think it's a coincidence that these prisoners have not yet been named. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.